This program is intended for mature audiences only. Altitude adjustment may contain language, images, or other content that some may find offensive. Your discretion is advised. Welcome to Altitude Adjustment. Good afternoon, gentlemen, and welcome to Friday, our Friday edition of Altitude Adjustment. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, <laughs> we have we have such fun getting this podcast on the air, don't we? Always. <laughs> yeah. So, yep. <laughs> so you guys were, were uh, bantering about while I was trying to get up and running about uh, something in New York. Did you want to did you want to share that now or we, we should move on? Oh, we can share it. We just talking about Go ahead. Well, we were just talking about all this talk about freedoms and we can't block this minority, block that minority. And we were just talking about when Mayor Michael Bloomberg was mayor of New York, when he decided to Americans' health was at stake. So he would have New York City Council pass a law saying the size drinks that people can get. Uh, to limit it the size and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, you overstepping your bounds. <laughs> so you didn't like that? And, huh? So you didn't like that? I didn't like that. It's up to people to decide what they want to do. I mean, some some crotchety old man-ass politician jumps in and say, well, I'm going to determine what's best for you. So therefore, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this choice for you, and make a law out of it. So if you try to get your own freedom, we'll put you in legal trouble. And then the law was you could serve two terms as mayor of New York, then you had to move out the way. Well, he served his two terms, and mayor decided he needed a third one because the problems were so bad that the city needed him to stay in. It's like, no, do your thing and get the hell out the way. Uh, and I, it, 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 it's politicians like him, like Raphael Warnock was talking about in the Senate. He made okay, his well, main well, before you go before you go on the Warnock. Let me go back to let me go back to um, uh, Bloomberg because we'll 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 we'll, okay. we'll wind out down someplace else, and I wanted to comment on Bloomberg. So so I'm, okay. I'm going to ask you the question. Um. So parents are doing something that they that is harmful, that harms their children, and uh, or or let me do it this way. So companies okay. are offering a product that's harming folks. So, what does the state or should the state get involved? and helping protect the citizen. Okay, seeing your question, I'm gonna answer it with this. When the citizenry is allowed to get involved and tell Bloomberg what he can and can't do, then he should be able to tell people everything they can and can't do. And choosing the size of a soft drink is not it. So if the citizenry, so if the citizenry can tell Bloomberg what he can do, then he can say what size drink that the citizenry can have. If the citizenry, if the citizenry is allowed to tell him, and we allowed to rip up his life and tell him what he can and can't do. I don't want Mayor Bloom. I didn't want the prior Mayor Bloomberg telling me what I can and can't do. Okay. That's not a, already against established law. So second, well, I don't want him saying. I don't want him saying because. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. It's okay. So secondhand smoke. Is, do you hear a buzzing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, something with your mic. Or... Is it my mic? Anyway, something. Uh, 
We, we yeah, have, you just you we have some coming rumors. in and out on me, so I don't understand fully what you're saying. Okay, so that's probably an internet issue. But we have we have sound gremlins, so we're just gonna let them do their thing. You know, as long, <laughs> as, as, long as they don't, as long as they don't hurt us physically, you know, do your thing, do your worst. Okay, so secondhand <laughs> smoke, secondhand. It was proven that secondhand smoke <clears throat> was killing people at a rate almost comparable to firsthand smoke. Okay. Okay. Um, and so mm-hmm. the question then becomes, can you outlaw cigarettes? Hmm. They couldn't. They tried outlawing cigarettes I, I, and they I, couldn't. Do you understand where I'm trying to get but to? They, you made a statement about the, the government not telling people what to do. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm asking you is, in this instance, we have a product that's proven to kill people and to kill people who are not involved in the practice of smoking. Can right. the government tell people not to smoke? You could tell them, but you can't make them. Now, what the government has tried to do a few times was ban smoking. You could ban smoking from public areas where non-smokers and smokers have to congregate, that you can do. I understand that. So, okay. So how is that? And I agree. And I agree with that. How is that different than banning the size of a soda? Okay, that would just like be go telling Bloomberg you'd have made enough money, and so therefore you can't make any more money, because we also have empirical evidence. Mm-hmm. That certain people getting rich beyond compare, they do things to hurt everybody else. Mm-hmm. But we don't have no law saying you can't stop your money. And Bloomberg was a rich man. You know, Bloomberg News or Bloomberg Media, that's him. Mm-hmm. I understand that. And okay. There's, okay, a, there's so a direct the same there's a direct causation. Emphasis well, as I, saying, I, and I disagree. I, we don't get to tell him how much money he makes. And you I don't disagree. get to tell me what size soft drink to get to buy. So, so there's a direct medical causal link to smoking and soda. Direct, undeniable causal link to the harm that cigarette smoking and soda consumption has on people. Give me a direct medical causal link from someone making a lot of money. There's, okay, let me give it to you. I haven't said There's anything. a lot of people. Okay, now, let me, let me, let me make, let me make, let me make the link that you said. Okay. You, there, there's a lot of people who are getting done in by a few people being rich. Like Amazon is doing to their workers in Alabama. Like Amazon has done to their workers in a few other states. And they've broken federal law that says you can't threaten workers with loss of their job. You can't threaten them against starting unions, but Amazon has done it anyway. And when Amazon has done that, and those were brought to the federal authorities' attention, they gave Amazon a slap on the wrist, and Amazon did what they did anyway. Like in Charleston, they went after a machinist who was trying to unionize machinists working for Amazon down there. And what Amazon did was wait till the guy went on went to get knee surgery and fired him while he while he was off. Direct causal links. Direct causal links. And then this one even had medical. They used the fact that he went and got medical treatment to get rid of him. So when I say direct medical causal links, we know what soda does to you physically. It, it, there's a physical reaction. We know that smoking causes cancer. If, if, uh, um, uh, Amazon had not fired this guy, there was no, there's no connection. There's no harm done. So the, the harm was in being able to fire the guy and not in Amazon having more money. 
And and they and, and Amazon did that. Just like you say, not not physical links. There are direct physical links with a lot of professions that we work at. But did the government outlaw the professions, such as pro athletes? Football is one. Direct causal physical medical link with playing football and and physical medical injury. Because they haven't done it. Football. But they haven't done it minor, yet. They've made changes. Minor, they made changes in they made they made helmet laws for football. They made uh, they made changes in the quality of the material. So there have been attempts at correcting that. And all the the drink fiasco was an attempt to address the harm that soda causes. Yeah, yeah, by limiting the amount that you consume, but not outright uh, banning the product. Right. The you can still get soda. And they, and they tried they tried the same thing. They tried the same thing with cigarettes. Like you said, there was a direct smoking causal link, but that went nowhere. I understand right. that. Again, okay. that but your original nowhere. point was they tried that. Your original point was stay out of my business. That was your original point. And all I'm saying is yeah. while it was a while it was um not probably the smartest attempt at trying to get people to eat healthy, it was an attempt. And you're saying, and you're saying, and I'm saying that the government has a responsibility to try to protect its citizens. And sometimes um, in that, in that endeavor, they do things that, you know, one person or another person is going to see as, as frivolous. Mm -hmm. I I agree with that, but my thing is don't do it sometime and and in others because the industry pays you a bunch of money, and you have people in the industry sit there with you while you write the laws to allow the industry to escape. Uh, uh, firearms is one of the most lethal things we got in this society, but you try to limit firearms, and what do you get? Okay. What, you know what? So, what do you have? So, so, so you're not arguing that the government should try to help. You just didn't like that particular law because you didn't like the the person who implemented the law. I was I was I'm in disagreement with him coming to tell me what size soft drink I should buy. Do I get to tell him? And do the rest of us get to get to make the choices for him that he's made with his life? That's what I'm saying. So your your issue is with him, and not just the law, and not the law, just the law in particular. I I disagree with that issue, in particular. And then when I see New York City, I see a whole lot more serious problems they have that he needed to spend his time addressing than what size Coca-Cola somebody should be drinking. There's a lot more, there's a lot more serious issues that needed his attention as mayor than the size of Coca-Cola or the size of a of a orange twister that someone's drinking. But that's just again, that's my opinion. All right. Well, Leonard, Leonard do you like Coca-Cola? Do you like soda? I'm getting the feeling that I you like soda. I just don't because of health reasons, I don't consume of it as much as I used to. Right. And again, I was allowed to make that choice because of health reasons, or as Leon said, because of direct medical effects upon me, I made the choice. Okay, this is one thing I have to give up. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I love it. I, I'm a self-professed soda addict. I understand. But I get I had to give it up because but you're not allowed medical heels of it you're not allowed to drive through an intersection that has a stop sign so are you no, are you against not. stop signs because I you're, mean, you're being I'm made to stop, stop signs, but you're being made to stop i i've seen the harm in my prior profession uh as part of doing that work i've seen the harm that drivers through through stop signs do exactly like i tell the kids like right like i tell the kids you allowed to do anything you want to do, but can you deal with the consequences? 
And and so any one of us. And so the question then becomes, you know, what in particular about this law? So you've made it an issue of I can't do what I want to do, and so I don't like this law. But there are other laws that 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 restrain your behavior, and you and you approve of those laws. So then it's not about it. the, it's not about the fact that you're being restrained. There has to be something about that particular law that that irks you. Do you understand what, what I'm saying? What irks me is okay. I understand now. What irked me? What irked me about this situation is that Bloomberg decides I have determined what is best for you, and I have not. And so, therefore, I'm going to use my power to cut you off. So you didn't like the I fact that he, that as is. an individual, that that one individual passed that law. I was against that individual coming and so, telling me what I can do. So again, if, if the state legislature, first, I don't get to tell him. So if the what state legislature for his life. Okay, you've made right. that point perfectly clear. Right. I, How I will, much I will stipulate to, to that. I will stipulate you. Go ahead. <laughs> How much of it had to do with the soda? Because he just said he was a confessed soda lover. <laughs> right. Was it personal because of that? It was it was just in general. Like you and I, or the original discussion was you and I was talking about soda big. and big gulps and all of that. Right. And that brought me to thinking, okay, that reminded me of what he was trying to do. But see, in New York, we got problems with drugs. We got problems with shootings. We got problems with stabbings. We got problems with mugging. They got problems the with jaywalking. The stuff the government is supposed to take care of, there's a lot of problems with trash in certain areas of the city that they don't, that they don't do. I mean, there were some things that you got direct control of that you didn't take care of doing. And now you want to step out and get to something else. Yeah, but can he walk and talk and chew gum at the same time? Can he do two things? Can he deal I with I don't know? Can he deal with shooting and deal with big guts? But before you but before you expand, before you expand to a new to a new thing, take care of the stuff you're already supposed to be taking care of. Okay. So so the United States can't deal with um um, work visas until they have a, a complete, comprehensive immigration reform. Because work visas are a small part. It's a little bitty thing. Mm -hmm. And there's a big problem that's not solved. Okay. And the reason I'm, and the reason I'm, I'm, I'm picking on that argument and the reason I'm asking you is I, I I feel like you're not being consistent in how you apply things. And when you don't apply things consistently, then it's hard to pin down why. Because the why becomes important when you talk, start talking about removing um, rights and privileges. Okay, to say it to say I'm inconsistent on that point, I'm not saying that because if you if you want to say work visas, and you want to say immigration, work visas apart. So if you if you dealing with immigration reform, you also dealing with work visa reform. That's work visa is a part of it, mm -hmm. and it's and it and it helps a lot with immigration, and what have you. So that okay, okay. And there, there's no. All right, let's let's move using, on. Using that particular point, there's no immigrate. There's no inconsistency. All right, let's move on. Um, so, okay. so Warren, you, I mean, there's a there was a comment there, and I didn't have the uh, chat window open, so I can't see it. Is there any way you can read that? Look, looks like they're saying drugs are worse. Drugs are worse than firearms is what it looks like. Oh, okay. All right. Um, <laughs> drugs are worse than firearms. Um, I'm sure you, you will get an argument from some and you won't get an argument from others. And, and so I'll, I'll move. Maybe that will fit into the, 
So I've opened up the chat window, so I'll at least be able to see it next time. So if you, yeah, that's the long, that's the long conversation right there too. That's a that's another conversation which we can yeah. get into. So who wants to start? We've got we've got thirty minutes left. Uh, who wants to start with an issue? Uh, an issue. Yeah, you know, like so. I, on Fridays, what we do is everybody <laughs> picks an issue, a topic that they wanted to spend a few minutes on, and then. So if you guys are gonna pass the baton, uh, I've got a I've got a quick topic that I want to cover. Go I, for it, Lee J. Go yeah. for it. All righty, hold on. Investigation first, though, to the House hearing in which a Texas congressman spewed the exact rhetoric that is blamed for inciting the racism while invoking terms tied to lynching. The victims of race-based violence uh, and their families deserve justice. And as the case, what we're talking about here with the tragedy, what we just saw occur in Atlanta, Georgia, I would also suggest that the victims of cartels moving illegal aliens deserve justice. The American citizens in South Texas that are getting absolutely decimated by what's happening at our southern border deserve justice. The victims of rioting and looting in the streets last week, businesses closed, burned last, I'm sorry, last summer, deserve justice. Um, we, did, we believe in justice, right? There's old sayings in Texas about, you know, find the, all the rope in Texas and get a tall oak tree. Uh, you know, we take justice very seriously and, and we ought to do that, uh, round up the bad guys. That's what we believe. Um, my concern about this hearing is that it seems to want to venture into the policing of rhetoric in a free society, free speech, um, and away from the rule of law and taking out bad guys. So now we're talking about whether talking about China, the Chai Coms, the Chinese Communist Party, whatever phrasing we want to use, and if some people are saying, hey, we think those guys are the bad guys, for whatever reason. And let me just say clearly, I do. I think the Chinese Communist Party running the country of China, I think they're the bad guys. I, I'm not going to be ashamed of saying I oppose the Chai Coms, I oppose the Chinese Communist Party. And, and when we say things like that, and we're talking about that, we shouldn't be worried about having a committee of members of Congress policing our rhetoric because some evildoers go engage in some evil activity as occurred in Atlanta, Georgia. Who decides what is hate? Who decides what is the kind of speech that deserves policing? I can hear I can hear Leon. He's he's right. That that I had I had the sound turned off. So I apologize. So let me go back. Oh, geez. So anyway, 
Um, so the part, the part of that clip, so going back, I, the part of that clip that was significant to me was the um, representative talking about free speech and policing speech. Um, so free speech has its limits. There are things that you can say, and there are things that you just should not be able to say in particular settings. So as the example I was giving was two guys are standing and having a conversation. Uh, one guy says, I'm going to go get my gun. I'm going to shoot you. And he walks away. He returns later. And the first guy that was there shoots him, thinking that he had brought a gun back with him to kill him. So the first guy, the, the guy that shoots the other guy, then has is justified because of the speech that the individual said earlier about he was going to kill him. If mm -hmm. we if we said freedom of speech, that means he could say, I'm going to kill you. And unless he specifically makes an effort to kill you, you can't do anything to him. So free speech has its limitations. Free speech has its boundaries, which with you, you have to live with it. So you can't, you know, so. So so I'm asking you guys, what what are your what is your take on free speech? Is there do you do you get to say anything you want, anytime you want, anywhere you want? Um, because we're a, free, a country about free speech. That, that depends on who you're talking to, because if you listen to some of these people in Congress now talking, they just pretty much feel you can say whatever and it's no big deal. So I think the only way to really, really nail this down and, and put a curb on it is uh, prosecution. If they if the if they break the law, if they cross the line, we need uh, strong enough laws or legislate or judicial system that's going to prosecute people in those situations. Otherwise, they're going to keep saying what they want to say. I think it just comes down to the end game. I so mean, the, so it's sad. Yeah. So, the, so I'm asking, you know, does free speech have boundaries? Does, is there speech that is not protected under free speech? Well, we've, We've answered that question in this country. For example, you can't stand up in the crowded theater and say fire and get people scaring in and hurt somebody. Uh, there's been, you, you suffer legal consequences for that. In that case of the two guys, you can do it like the first guy did, but if he comes back, that second guy has no, no thing to think about other than Hey, he he's making good on his threat to come back and kill me. In a lot of in a lot of places, threats, threat to do physical harm and violence, is a legally actionable offense. And in some places, they'll tell you, "Oh, he, he didn't try to do anything, so therefore there's nothing that can be done to him." And so so you get you get the argument there, but it's illegal for you to go and threaten the president, for example, or to make threats against members of Congress. Or if you do, if you do like complain against Congress, the FBI starts investigating you mm -hmm. to make sure to see if you, you will be a threat and they start watching you. That's part of threat assessment. So like I like to tell the kids, you can do whatever you want to do, but can you handle the consequences that come with it? Right. So, so in this case, what you gonna do? So in this case, so this congressman saying um, that we're in a country, you know, uh, with free speech, and I should be able to say what I want to say, um, was was incorrect. Was not only incorrect but probably disingenuous because I, my guess is. He supports the uh, uh, law that says you can't make threats against Congress or against the president. So, 
too. Um, I, 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 I find interesting, you know, people want to, they want to be able to say what they want to say, but they don't want you to be able to say what you want to say. So for, in his instance, you know, he wants to, he wants to lambast, he wants to make references to lynching and make references to uh, the Chinese government being bad people and et cetera, et cetera. And he, he doesn't want to be told he can't do that. And I don't, I don't agree that, that, that we have a, a shutdown on free speech. It's, it's about how you use free speech. So you can say to a guy, um, I'll be back mm -hmm. in a menacing tone. And when you come back, mm -hmm. if the guy shoots you, he can now be arrested. So it's not necessarily how you say something in most cases, it's what you say. It's how you use speech. If I say I'm going to come mm -hmm. back and kill you, he can defend himself. If I say I'll be back, I've, I may have said and done, said the same thing. It's just a, 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 I've worded it differently. So, so yeah. is Freech being impinged upon when we put limitations on certain word combinations or certain types of uh, speech? You can still be a um, obnoxious person or you could be a nice person it's how you say it that's going to create the problem and not always what you say. Yeah, it's it's deeper than that too because it's it's who it could be who says it. Because if you have to go to, to trial on a case like that where they're weighing what somebody said and the results and should they be held responsible, why do we go through all of this uh, effort and and time and money spent on selecting a jury in a case because they're looking at how those people are going to interpret the exact same thing if they get the wrong people they're not going to get the interpretation that they want you know so it's it's still a, a it boils down to interpretation in a lot of situations uh as far as what's the threat uh did a person cross the line it's not just cut and dry. And I think you also have to consider the context and within which it was in. Uh, going back to the original example you gave, Neon, the guy just says, I'll be back. Well, the context of our discussion means him saying, I'll be back. It could mean he's coming back to do something to me, so I better be prepared or I can leave here, or I can do whatever, if unless it's a place where I'm allowed to be, where I have to be, such as I'm in my home. And he, he said, well, I'll be back. And we just had an adversarial conversation. I got to assume he's coming back to hurt me. Well, and so- Okay. Okay. Were you, were you done? Yeah, I was done. Okay. I got to assume he's coming back to hurt me. So. Do I want to leave my place for a little while to get a situation chance to or now do I got the right to defend myself? So in, in the and two, a lot of times in the two situations and a lot of times it's based on it's based on who it is, whether or not they see charges. In in the situation, in the two situations, it's it's word choice. So so the person is Freedom, so in the in the free speech debate, it's sometimes what you say that becomes the charged issue. So so the the mm -hmm. the instance, the 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 reason for this uh representative having that, you know, saying the things he was saying was that there was a commission about the uh, uh, recent um, escalation in uh, attacks on Asian Americans 
Um, and that, and that, you know, at this recent event down in Atlanta. Um, so, so the, the conversation is, um, that, that the president inflamed that his words, uh, the president and some, uh, representatives inflamed the passions or inflamed the behavior of others who, who then physically implement that aggression. And then the question becomes, are you responsible because of the words that you used? So, um, so, so some people who want to say what they want to say, lean on the free speech argument. I can't be held accountable because it's free speech. Yeah. And well, I think, I think, well, I think, you know, it's not just about saying, but it's about actions. Like we talk about the original thing, the Atlanta, the people in the Atlanta area that was gunned down with four to seven or 48 were Asian women. And this one cop gets up there and just, and he makes all kinds of excuses for the man. Well, he's having a problem dealing with pornographic choices. And he believes that going into these massage parlors with these Asian women, and in order, because he's having a bad day, he guns them down. Well, you know, all of us have bad days, but we can't take our gun and just go killing people and gunning them down. But then it comes out later that this particular cop last year was selling some t-shirts. They got pictures on them talking bad about Asian people. And he's supposed to be one of the people that Asians go to to protect themselves. And it's, it's, it's just... It's just crazy. I mean, as far as that situation goes, I think they need to charge the guy with multiple counts of a hate crime, put him on trial. It was obviously he did the killings and let him let him take his consequences for his actions. Let him take his consequences for his actions. You, you want to grab a gun, you want to go shoot people. Okay, it was your Second Amendment right to have firearms and all that. But what you do with that, you got to bear the legal consequences of it, and you should. Okay, so, um, so I, I was talking about. I think that people lean on um, the first, the, the First Amendment, the right to free speech, um, and don't want to take into consideration that um, free free speech has consequences in and of itself, so that. Um, you can't, as we say, you can't, you shouldn't be able to. There should be limitations on making threats. There should be some limitations on speech, but that doesn't mean that you, you're not free to express your ideas. It's how you express your ideas that become the issue and not whether you're expressing your ideas, whether you're allowed to express your ideas. You're, you're absolutely allowed to express your ideas. There's, there's very few hard legal limits on what you can say. And for those people who always want to lean back on, um, well, um, I don't want anybody to tell me what I can and can't say. Oh, okay. Yeah, Fred. Um, so, so, so Fred asks the question and I, and I, try to give one of you guys an opportunity to address it. He says, what does tagging a crime hate do? So keep that in mind while I'm rambling on about uh, free speech. Um, so I, so I, you know, people try to confuse the uh, free speech discussion by, by trying to uh, make it make all speech completely free and that and that you can't assess any kind of damage to uh speech made when we know 
that there are some direct correlations between speech. You know, like you can't tell someone, go get your guns and shoot up, you know, a, a place. Um, that speech is not protected. So, so there's no absolute value to free speech. And I, and I find it um, that we're still, in a lot of cases, having people try to justify um, poor speech as free speech, that you should be, we should be allowed to say anything we want to say without any kind of consequences um, whatsoever. So did either one of you guys want to jump on that uh, hate thing? What does hate do when you attach well, it to speech? Well, as far as I know, when you make a crime a hate crime, it automatically becomes punishable by federal law. They could bring you into federal court and charge you. And in most cases, you get extra time that you wouldn't get under state law. For example, this guy killed these women. And it was a man and another American American woman, we'll say, non-Asian. And under Georgia law, he can get he can get life, 20 years, or what have you. Now, if it's a federal crime, he'll go into the federal court and be charged with whatever the maximum federal penalty is under each case, and it'll be consecutive. They won't bundle it up for him and make it concurrent. They're going to make it consecutive. And then in the federal criminal system, you don't get parole or you don't get probation. You get total You get total time. So if they tell you you're going to do 40 years, you're not going to be up for parole after 20. You're doing 40 years. So so my take on the hate speech issue, were you were you done? Yeah. Okay. So so my take on the hate speech issue is um so we 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 have protected classes in our society and in order to identify speech that targets them, we have to have a a um category of speech that we can uh, apply to the any speech that attacks that protected group and so hate speech is simply a category of speech that is deemed um targeted to uh, a protected group um, which may eventually cause them harm and so that that's the designation of the hate speech um and as far as what it does if something is identified as hate speech it 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 is an identific it is an indication that we believe that it was targeting um, that protected group and that uh, it places in danger um, you know people that are inside that targeted group and so that that hate speech designation you know is a way for us to identify that there's different kinds of speech and so um, i think giving it that designation is beneficial in helping us to manage all of the things that we have to manage as far as society goes let me run this cookies commercials real quick and then we'll be right back okay i know you care about the environment and maybe you want to learn more about sustainability and climate action. Then join me on the Climate Conscious Podcast, where my guests and I discuss the issues of sustainability related to the Caribbean and beyond. Together, we'll explore practical solutions for managing our impact on the planet. Tune in every other Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And follow me on Instagram at the Climate Conscious.
Welcome to the So-Called Oreos podcast. A podcast where Kia, Amari, Rachel, and Janae discuss all the awkwardness, hardship, and hilarity that comes along with society labeling you white on the inside and black on the outside, also known as Norio. Trying to mind my business and be black, that's basically about it. Through intimate conversation and candid interviews, we discuss everything from quote-unquote talking white you talk the way which i guess is supposed to be like you talk proper and i usually think black people sound ghetto and uneducated that's yeah, how that's i perceive when like you say too. you talk so what, white you, mean you don't speak ebonics traveling while black it opened my eyes to a lot of just the small privileges americans have and then it also opened my eyes to as a person of color how difficult it may be to go to another country. It was just a lot of blatant racism. Dating as a black woman. There's just something about the black woman who just really wants to support and see the black man thrive. And even if I'm not in a relationship with a black man, I'm still like- Gonna root for them. I'm still rooting for them. I'm always gonna root for you. I'm always. And a whole lot more. I just love being black. So join us every other Tuesday for intellectual, and funny conversations that will make you embrace your inner Oreo. I'ma light your shit on fire. That's I'ma it. tell your mama. What's up? <laughs> what, 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 what if his, Roberta, if your mama, son cheated on me. But you know some mama be like, well, that's what men do, so why are you surprised? Exactly. No. Old-timey bullshit. Not, I ain't that, having that's it. That's not okay. Experience Altitude Adjustment, a weekly podcast about people, politics, and professions. It's built around user interaction, so join the conversation by visiting the lion's den stl.wixsite.com forward slash home. All righty, we're back. <laughs> that, is a, that is an entertaining clip. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh actually I, I i talked about hate speech and uh fred's question was about uh tagging a crime as a hate crime um but it's it, so you can make the transition from speech to crime it's a designation of uh, of a crime as you know targeting a specific protected group um and then you know if you want to get into the conversation about protected groups that's another whole conversation altogether. Um, so so unless you guys have uh, something else that you wanted to talk about, one of the last things I wanted to to uh, get into was Stacey Dash. <laughs> okay, go go on here. That's more interesting than what I was going to mention. <laughs> okay. Stacey Dash. So, Stacey Dash. So, she went White, now she want to come back. Is that what it is? That's what it is. <laughs> so that's what's being said. <laughs> did she actually say that? I saw. I saw the video. I I did. I saw it twenty minutes before airtime, and didn't have enough time to cut the video up and and get it ready. Uh, so I saw the headline, but I didn't watch the video. So uh, um, you know, let's let's go with what's, it's a what's piece of work. It's a piece of work. It's a piece of work. It's a okay. piece of work. So, so, so the thing is, is now she's saying that she regrets all of her um, uh, Trump support and all of the things she said, you know, when she was on Fox. Um, hmm. I, I don't know. I'm, she was she was Candace Owens before Candace Owens was ever heard about. Do you think? <clears throat> and uh, when Obama was running for president against Mitt Romney, she was a fervent Mitt Romney supporter. Uh, blacks were all bad, <laughs> and she wasn't going to just go with Democrats because she was black and this, that, and the other. And. So, you know, it, it, it was just all that. So her claim was and, uh, that she was uh, angry. And now she's not angry. She's, she's you know, had her uh, epiphany and now she's not angry. And 
so she's never going to go back that route so who's she angry at um she never i she from from the few things that i saw um she never said so i it was just that she was angry and and you know it doesn't end well um some of so one of the things that i heard so i looked up real quick online um and the young turks uh had a clip on yeah. my did you see their clip and suppose I, 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 that's one of the ones i saw yeah so um supposedly she's uh trying to get a job back in hollywood and is having mm -hmm. some difficulties which is why they think that she's had this epiphany. <laughs> it's it's about money. <laughs> it's about money. It always is. <laughs> well, you know, I I don't know. I don't. So I don't. We don't. I don't know a person. And no, uh, I'm I'm just saying when when people get strapped for cash, there's no telling what they might or might not do. <laughs> sure, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Food, yeah. food, and food. that's why the young turk was like. The young Turks are like, oh yeah, we don't. I don't trust her. I don't believe her. It, it's about, it's about she's not getting acting jobs and offered acting roles. So therefore, you know, you don't, you don't deal with her. She's trying to ingratiate herself back into Hollywood's good graces. And and that might be the case. And um, so yeah. my first thought, I I gotta say my first thought. One of my thoughts on that is. You know, you've done all this damage mm -hmm. um, because a lot of people, you know, looked at you as a black person. And while we we aren't a monolith and while we, you know, one per black person can't speak for the whole thing, it does give license to people who don't want to accept black people. So some black people I probably, I, I, unfortunately, I can't draw any direct parallels, but some black people have suffered because of all of that. So while she was, you know, living the life on Fox News and making her paper, you know, somebody else was paying the price for that. Somebody else was having to deal with the repercussions of the things that she said and that she brought forward. And so how do you then, you know, you, you now you want to change your fortunes um, and 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 offer up an apology as 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 a resolution to that. And so I, I'm just not. I, I, I don't know what the answer is. I, I don't want to say, you know, banish the woman forever. Um, I do think that um that there is something that that she should have to present that shows us that she really understands what harm she did because if she doesn't demonstrate what harm she did she will do it again well yeah but what harm did she actually do and to whom well and that's what i was saying is that there were there were so the perception so there were people who were listening to Fox who continued to accept the narrative that black people aren't this, they aren't that, they don't do this, they don't do that, they don't deserve this, they don't do that, deserve that. And they continued and they were given support by Stacey Dash. Okay. They were given they were given support, and so they continued to act whatever however they act. They opposed you know, legislation meant to um, help black people in the, in the uh, difficulties that they've, you know, experienced in this country. Um, people who um, may have, uh, had she not said what she said and, and, and did what she did, may not have supported Donald Trump. But because she said what she said and did what she did, they may have supported Donald Trump. Well, I hear you, but that's on them. I mean, you got to pick and choose who you follow, who you listen to, and you got to think for yourself. I understand you know? that. But so we just spent 20 minutes talking about words and actions. 
and that there's repercussions to that. And so, and so sometimes, um, so if I gave you bad information and you acted on it, Mm -hmm. do I just say, oh, well, it's your problem. You listen to me, hard, tough shit. You didn't have to listen to me. I don't. I, I did, then I don't understand. But, I, you know, Martin Luther King Jr. had a lot of following, a lot mm-hmm. of followers, black, white, whatever. Toward the end of his life, he made a comment. And I'm wondering how deeply it, it was troubling him. He said, I'm afraid I've led my people into a burning house with his direction and some of his, you know, guidance. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, you know, people, people aren't perfect. They make mistakes. And when you follow people, there could be consequences, but it was a large movement where people were united for a certain cause and they felt they were right. As far as a group goes, it wasn't just him. This was, it had to be bigger than one person. If you saw out all of your uh, thoughts and your ideas for one person, I think that's wrong to begin with. So the, so, so the statement that you made to me doesn't mean he believed he made a mistake. It may have been that he believed that he created a situation where um, he was leading them in a direction that they needed to be led but he realizes that um, that the road is harder going forward. Do you think, do you believe what you know about Martin Luther King, mm-hmm. that he would not have done what he did? That he would not have done what he did? That he would not have been the leader that he was. Well, I, I think he was saying that he might have taken a different direction or done some things differently. Uh, and, and so with what that things mean, I can't say. Right. So but what that means, if you believe that he would have done things differently, is that his overall premise was he did the right thing. He just didn't make all of the right decisions. And I agree with you. Okay. Nobody's gonna make all the right decisions. Everybody's gonna make, you know, uh um you know, decisions that they could go back to later and look and go, you know, if I had it to do all over again, I may have tried tweak this or done a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with that, but that doesn't mean, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean your overall, you know, approach or overall idea of what you were trying to accomplish was wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that doesn't necessarily mean it was totally wrong. It just means that you had some second thoughts probably probably all right yeah. we're going to get up out of here did you anybody have a last comment all right fred says he uh, that most people don't even know the average person doesn't even know who stacy dash is i disagree i think there are very few people because it wasn't it was just four years ago when stacy dash was all the rage and say what you will but fox news and black conservatives were uh, a known quality quantity. So uh, we will be back tomorrow. Tomorrow at two o'clock, it's Tamina Watson. She is a immigration lawyer. We have a ton of immigration questions. Make sure that you are around and that you have those ready. Um, you can join the conversation. Until tomorrow, be safe. All right. And thank you for listening. This podcast is streamed live on YouTube and twitch.tv and is designed for listener interaction. Visit the website, the lionsdenstl.wixsite.com forward slash home to join the discussion. The audio version of Altitude Adjustment is available where you get your podcasts, including stitcher.com, the iTunes store, and the Google Play Music store to name a few. Remember that the internet is powered by your likes, shares and comments so please like share and comment on this and other episodes of altitude adjustment because it matters
And as always, look out for the other guy because they may not be looking out for you.